0: Episode 10, Homicidal Space Badger by Northbound24, narrated by Noelle Zingarella of hpfanfictalk.com, rated for mature audiences. The quiet of the Delta Quadrant was interrupted as intergalactic explorer class 6 vessel, the Gold Phoenix, came out of its third warp jump in four hours. On the bridge, helmsman Harry Potter wiped his brow. He then straightened his helmet. I don't think we can sustain another jump without a fuel stop, Captain, he called after checking the system diagnosis he had run. From her seat, Captain Hermione Granger heard and saw all. Where is the nearest fuel depot? she asked the ship's navigator, who was calling up the correct star chart for the quadrant. He was a red-furred, gangly, weasel-like creature known as "'24 and a quarter star miles starboard, Captain,' Ron reported. "'Shit! It's in Peverell's belt, Eddie's home system!' Hermione sighed. "'The Goyle Syndicate still have a 200,000-credit bounty on him.' "'Who's got the balls to tell him?' Harry asked aloud. Deep in the bowels of the warp engine room, Chief Engineer Eddie Teak was preparing to replace two of the engine's reflector coils. On one of the room's communication screens came the image of Harry. Eddie flicked on the screen's two-way speaking channel. Hey Al, I was just about to send our beloved captain a message. We can't use the warp engine for at least two jump cycles. Two of the reflector coils are blown. I'm going to replace them now. Harry sagged. Ed, we're going to have to go into Peveril's belt to refuel. Eddie winced. Home ground. "'Magwood's Plaza's safe from the Goyle's reach, so refueling shouldn't be a problem.' "'Really?' Harry questioned, his wild black hair covering his raised eyebrows. "'I may not have been home in years, Hal, but I've still got some standing. "'I hollow call the family most weeks,' Eddie explained. "'Fine. Over and out,' Harry ended the call. "'Eddie gritted his teeth, and out of his overalls, top pocket took a zoopin' cigar.' He put it in his mouth and attached a cuboid air purifier on the cigar's end. May Jupiter preserve us, he sighed. The ship's political officer, Snape, a gray, black-robed being of some description, watched the live feed to the bridge situated in his quarters. Navigator on chart a course for Magwith Plaza and Pevero's Belt. Mr. Potter, full starboard turn. Captain Granger's orders surprised him. Using his personal computer, he called up the ship's personnel files. He knew whose file he needed. Chief Engineer Edward Teague. Eddie took a last look at the replaced reflector coils. They glowed red as they began to heat up. He closed the hatch and resealed it, then took a fresh Zubin cigar out of his overall pocket. He stood up and left the wharf engine room and decided to head to the bridge. Snape gave an unsettling smile as he closed the hollow call he had just made. First the engineer falls, then the precious helmsman, he cackled. Hey, Diggsda, we're heading to your home system. Any beautiful sisters you neglected to mention to me? Laughed Finnegan, the ship's chief medical officer, who was standing outside the medbay. Fired sisters, Doc. They would chuck you out of the airlock the second you try to move, Eddie mumbled as he attached the purifier to the cigar. Finnegan smirked and returned to the med bay. From within, a pained scream was heard. On the bridge, communications officer Colin Creevy checked the message coming through his headphones and the signal strength on his console. Captain, we've got trouble, he yelped. What trouble, Mr. Creevy? Hermione said. Bounty hunter, looking for the chief engineer, Creevy squawked. Ron and Harry turned their heads to their captain. Hail this messenger, Mr. Creevy, and put it on screen, Hermione commanded. Creevy pressed the buttons required. The gong of the hailing system echoed through the ship. Then, on the screen appeared an unusual sight. A large, badger-like creature wearing a jetpack and rocket boosters was aiming two hand blasters at the gold phoenix. Harry removed his flying goggles and rubbed his emerald eyes. "'Nope, definitely not imagining this,' he said, putting his goggles back on. "'Give up the engineer!' the badger exclaimed. "'This is Captain Hermione J. Granger of the Gold Phoenix. "'We are traveling under the protection of the Intergalactic Congress of the Second Republic. "'I will not give up a single member of my crew for the sake of a criminal syndicate's bounty. "'Is that clear?' "'The steeliness in Hermione's voice sent shivers around the bridge. "'I will shoot!' the badger snarled. And I will send you into the abyss, Hermione growled. Sweet Jupiter's rings, you sound like my wife when she's truly pissed off, Captain. And with that remark, Chief Engineer Edward Teague of the Gold Phoenix strode onto the bridge. There were a collection of snickers, while Rob laughed freely. Mrs. Teague always says you have a way with words, Eddie, Hermione said dryly. Eddie paused for a second as he looked at the screen. An all-too-familiar scar on the badger's nose kicked his brain into gear. No way. Broxby, is that you, old pal? He asked aloud to the badger. You know this bounty hunter? Hermione asked, stumped. The hook-shaped scar on his nose, Captain. I were there when he got it, Eddie chuckled. The now-named Broxby readied his blasters. He's come for you, Mr. Teague, sir, Creevy supplied with a squawk. The Goyle's bounty, I know, kiddo. The question is, how in the name of Saturn did he know we're here, Captain? Internal communications. Mr. Creevy, run a scan for personal broadcasts and hollow calls, Hermione barked. The entire bridge watched as Creevy ran the scan. It's Officer Snape, ma'am. He hollow called Goyle directly, came Creevy's report. Hermione rose from her seat and took her hand blaster from its holster. Her next order, cold as ice, brokered no argument. "'Chief Engineer, you have command on the bridge.' She marched through the entrance doors. The bridge crew looked to Eddie as one. "'Christ, it's like the fall of Guns galleon all over again,' Eddie sighed. Snape awoke to the feel of a hand blaster pressed directly in the center of his forehead." Captain Hermione Granger's eyes were murderous. No one sells out my crew. Not even one of Fleet Admiral Dumbledore's favorites, she hissed. This is for a political game. Teague is a danger in the Peverell system, Snape defended. He's had that bounty on his head for two decades. No one else has sold him out. Want to know why? The question demanded an answer. Why? Snape responded. Because, unlike you... He's likable and talented at his job. And now, thanks to you, we are facing a homicidal space badger with rocket boosters, Hermione snarled. To be continued in Episode 11, The Welcome Home Committee. Possibly.